Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. So this one is another request from a listener, and she wrote in and said basically that she was being considered by an agent, which is always an exciting thing. Yay. Congratulations, Um, listener. Yes. Uh, But she was slightly concerned because this agent was, is like new, like newbie agent just Mm. showed up, doesn't, you know, so naturally had some concerns about signing with this agent. So she asked me like, how do you navigate that? How can you know what to do? Red flags to look for, all Mm. that kind of stuff. So I put a bunch of thoughts together (laughs) because I mean, I was a new agent at one point. They all were. They all were. They were just like little, little Little baby agents. agents. (laughs) And I knew nothing. Amanda's baby has heartburn Mm, right now. He's like an old man baby. Heartburn, balding, you know. (laughs) Um, But I I was new and I knew nothing. I knew nothing because it's not like I was coming from a different part of the industry. I was 25. I had worked for a marketing company. (laughs) I had a degree in professional writing. So, but, but really that boiled down to, I just knew how to write articles and like stuff Mm. that wasn't really book publishing. Right. And I think it's important for me to say at the end of the day, there were people who chose not to work with me because I was new. So I definitely ran into that. Yeah. But then of course there were people who did work with me and that's how you get going as an agent, right? Those people who are like, yeah, let's do it together. So I wrote down a couple of reasons why I feel people could trust me. And this may help um, our listeners as they're, you know, looking for agents and talking with agents who might be newer to the industry. Mm-hmm. So first of all, is I was being trained by someone who had been in the industry for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't really want to s- stress Chip's age, but I mean, <laughs> he's, he's been in he's the industry. stressed enough by his age as it is. <laughs> He's been in the industry for a very long time. He's had numerous different roles within the industry, everything from, you know, publisher to writer to agent. Um, And so he, like, he was someone that people, they recognize his name. Even when I go to a house I've never pitched before, there are times when they're like, oh yeah, we, we recognize this name. We know. Um, So he's got some cachet. Right. Second thing was, well, I say, I say I was intentional about forming publisher relationships, but really it was Chip who forced me to form publisher relationships because he knew that that's how business is done. Right. And so he said, come on, we're going to go to New York. We're going to go to Nashville. We're going to go meet people and get you in with them so Mm -hmm. that, so that I wasn't just a name in their inbox. And then last, I think something that helped people trust me is I really worked to develop a brand for myself. And I did this through weekly blog posts in which I would talk about book marketing, which was a topic that not a lot of people talked about at the time. And right. that helps people feel good because it's like, oh, she knows a thing or two. And it, it helps, it helped position me as an expert when I really right. didn't. <laughs> you were learning. I was learning. You were learning. So that's why I feel like 
I was able to make a go of this and not necessarily fall into the trap of, oh, I'm new and it's just not working kind of a thing. But I think any new agent faces three hurdles and that's the hurdle of understanding contracts, understanding conflict resolution, and then forming that network of people that they can do deals with. Mm -hmm. And those three things, once an agent has a handle on them, then that's when life gets so much easier, <laughs> guaranteed. So, right. some, so some questions to ask an agent, a, a new agent, to determine where they fall in that, on those three things and if, they are, if those three things are going to be an issue. Um, you can ask, who's training them? Are they being trained by someone who's well-known in the industry? Or is it just yeah. some writer who decided to open a literary agency? You right. know, ask how much experience that training person has. This new agent, ask them how they're going to be cultivating publisher relationships. Is it, are they just relying on emails? Or are they going to, going to meet people face-to-face? Are they making phone calls? Not only the relationships that they are currently cultivating or... Um, how they're doing it, but what do they currently have? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Because if they really don't have anybody, if they're brand, brand new, then they probably don't have any book deals. Yeah. Um, and that's scary yeah. to work with somebody who's hasn't even landed their first deal yet. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me before where I've been caught off, where, some, uh, where I've been caught off guard, where someone has said like, okay, you're going to shop this book. Who are you going to send it to? Nine times out of 10, you can get away with saying, well, I'm going to send it to all the big houses. And then, the, and then the author's like, okay, great. Like they, they oh, hear no. that. They, yes. So this is, this is, a, we're, we're really pulling back the curtain with this one because right. that is a way for an agent to get out of having to specifically name editors and publishing houses that they're going to go to. Right. Um, and I assume you can just follow that up with, oh, which editor? Yes. At, at, if you're, yeah. you're sending it to Tor, which editor at Tor? Mm-hmm. Is Tor closed now? No, I, yes. I, uh, I don't think they are. No? Okay. I hope not. I hope not I too. <laughs> I don't think they laid off a bunch know, of people, but, but I don't think it's 2020. Doing. So, I mean, it's just bad news around every corner. Right. So that is a way to get around that because the agent will try to sneak out of, like, they'll try to wiggle out of that question. And that's mm. the way to pull them back is like, oh, all the big houses, which, which ones, which imprints within those big houses? Because yeah. they're going to say, oh, I'll send it to Random House. I'll send it to Midmillan. And I still do that. I still say that because- Faster. It's, it's faster, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't exactly know who I'm going to send it to. And sometimes that's an indication that I don't know the space. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's an indication that I just haven't really sat down and thought about it yet. Right. So, you know, it's, it is what it is, but that's a way to press them on their experience within that space um, and their knowledge of it. And then a fun one is to just ask what their dream job is. And of course you want to try to ask this in a way that's not like leading them to say, my dream job is to be a successful agent. But, you know, if at the end of the day, if they want to be something that's totally unrelated to agenting or book Mm -hmm. publishing, well, then they're probably just doing this because they think it's going to be fun or they're trying to get their in in the film industry or something like that, you know? Yeah. I feel like those are the questions that you can ask a new agent to really determine kind of where they fall. And if they're, you know, if they're being trained, if contract negotiations are going to be okay, if conflict resolution, if they can handle that, um, like that's going to help answer that question. But I also wanted to share some benefits of having a newbie agent because there are, I feel some very clear 
benefits. And the first is that they're less jaded. I mean, yeah. You know, many times I run into these authors where they try to kind of like talk me into repping their project. Mm-hmm. And I may like their project, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, you don't have a platform, so sorry. <laughs> you know? Right. With a new agent, they are more willing to take on projects that are more risky. Right. And that can be huge for the author. Right. And I mean, we as authors know how demoralizing it is to get rejected. Mm-hmm. And you've worked on this book for so long and it got rejected by all four publishers that you sent it to. Meanwhile, your agent has 20, 30, 40 other clients and they're most of them are getting rejections too. Like, of course you guys end up getting jaded. Yeah. Nobody likes to hear, hey, I, I know you like this thing and you think it's good, but we don't like it for us. So mm-hmm. sorry. We, it's, yeah, it's like, well, of course we're in, we're going to get a ton of rejections, you know? And so, right. and I've found that recently, it's starting to um, make some of my authors feel like, I don't think they think I'm being dismissive, but yet I, I get this tone from them that's like, why aren't you more upset about these rejections, <laughs> Amanda? Yes. Like they, they want me to send them the yes. 20 crying emojis and in all caps, I don't know why they don't like us. You know, like they want more out of me. Right. And A, it's just not, that's just not always my personality. No. Um, but B, like, yeah, I, a rejection comes into my inbox it's just this constant thing. So it's just like taking out the trash. Like right. it's just this it's just, ugly thing that an happens and life. you do it. Yeah. 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 So newbie agents, they're not going to have that response. They're going to be more like, more have that like d- desire and grit and determination to, to like mm. fight back. <laughs> right. But maybe not necessarily the skill to do it well. True. So true. Caution there. And I think I've shared on this podcast before where the first project I ever sent out, it got a rejection, you know, of course, because every project gets rejected. Yep. And I was just like, well, clearly he didn't understand what we were trying to accomplish with this book. And I was like, Chip, should I email him back and correct him? And Chip was just like, well, you can, but like, you're really just shooting yourself in the foot here. What would that accomplish? He's already said no. Right. You're not going to change his mind, Amanda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Another perk of working with a new agent is that they'll probably put more effort into your project. New agents don't have these big name clients that they're working with, right? So they have, so their little guys are a lot more important to them and they have more energy and effort to put into your proposals and your feedback on your manuscript and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll take more risk and they'll hustle more. Generally speaking, they're going to stick with a project longer than a seasoned agent would stick with a project. And they'll take on projects that seasoned agents are just like, yeah, there's, I can't sell that. So I'm not going to do it. And then new agent was like, but I love it so much. So I'm going to try anyway. Their optimism is great. And we talked a little bit about this, about how just the niceness of being a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. with a new agent because their right. client their client list is small. So it just has a different vibe and a different feel than if you're working with a seasoned agent. I know you've been at conferences and you've shared panels with other agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, and I've, I've sat in on some of these panels, and sometimes that new agent, it's not that they're bringing fresh ideas to the table. It's that they just don't seem wholly competent. So have you ever 
felt the need to pull somebody aside and let them know that you think their agent just might not know what they're doing just for their own good. Or maybe you haven't said it in so many words, but kind of probed a little bit like, oh, so what Yeah. are they doing for you? What services are they offering? Yeah. Which publishers are they sending you to again? That seems like the more professional way, yeah, to approach a situation like that rather than, you know, just throwing rumors at somebody about their agent. Uh, It's so hard. It's so hard because you don't want to like dash people's dreams. Right. Um, And you just want to trust that it's going to work out and it'll be fine. Yeah. I, um, it's not something that I just, that I do frequently. Right. I've done it for people that I really care about, like wanting their careers to go well and people that I'm relatively close to. Mm-hmm. So it's not just going to be a random person at a conference. I meet them. Right. Oh, that's your agent. Well, let me, you know, pull you aside. Or, you know, these right. are people that I have some, somewhat of a relationship with already. Mm-hmm. A friendship, you could say. Yes, a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I try to never talk about that person's agent or, you know, unless they bring them up. Right. Um, I try not to, but of course, I'm sure it sometimes happens. But there, yes, there have been instances where I felt like, okay, I need to say something because there are just like so too many red flags that I'm getting from the author mm. that it's time to just kind of like, are you sure you should be with this person? Kind of a thing. Right. Um, so, like if they're just not, if they just don't seem, knowledgeable of industry norms or um maybe their behavior Mm -hmm. behind closed doors is not behavior is a big trigger Mm -hmm. if i know because i have i have known i have known agents who will complain about one client to another client you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm really not okay because because you already know what they're saying behind your back all those mm-hmm. things you feel insecure about you know that's exactly what your agent is talking mm-hmm. about if they're going to bad mouth their other clients to you right and if this if this agent is somebody who feels that it's appropriate to talk about about some of their clients to yeah. other clients what does that tell you about their career prospects that they continue to work with someone that they don't project success for or see a future with, Hmm. but they're not dropping them either. Right. You know, this is not somebody who's doing well. Right. Or has your best interest at heart. Right. And then, you know, it's like not just like a slip of the tongue. Like I feel like that has happened Mm -hmm. to me where I'll get off one call and on another call and I'll just accidentally be like, oh, I'm running into so many problems with this other author situation, you know? And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Like I try to call myself out on it when it, when it happens. Yeah. But I feel like if that's something that is, that happens frequently or not frequently, but consistently, Mm -hmm. that's a problem for sure. So yes, I've tried to do that. I've tried to warn newbie agents about who they're working with. Hmm. I have done that. Yeah. Um, again, without trying to completely like ruin their world. Meaning like the senior agent that they're being trained under? 
or the clients that they've picked up? So I'll go to the newbie agent and um, ask probing questions about who they're being trained under because who they're Mm. being trained under isn't necessarily always someone very knowledgeable. Mm. And so I'll ask probing questions to kind of like broach that topic without outright saying, hey, you're an agent with an agency that is not well-respected in the business. I have done that. Not a lot. Because goodness, that no one wants that conversation right. where you feel like your dreams have come true. You get to be a junior agent. Come to find out no one respects that agency. Right. No one wants that. Um, I imagine those questions probably are not very far off from what we recommend to our listeners to ask their own agents. Right. Things about, okay, well, but realistically, how much experience does your senior agent have? What kind of projects have they worked on? What kind of relationships are they cultivating? Which imprints are they sending books to? Things like that, that, you know, we've all had times where we just kind of get stars in our eyes and ignore the red flags. Yeah. And you sometimes need somebody who's a little clearer headed. Yeah. To just, hey, did you think about this? Yeah. How how is this going? You're absolutely right. I think in the instances I've done it, it's been calling out some of their self-promotion rhetoric. Mm. that is extremely far-fetched. Like the kind of promises that like every book I've ever represented has been published. That is a lie. And you will hear that from agent after agent or shady agent after shady agent. Yeah. Where they will tell that every book they've worked on has been published. And that's just not possible. (laughs) Right. They're probably, what they aren't telling you is that a lot of their books were self-published or something like that. You know what right. I mean? So calling out things like that, calling out ridiculous sales numbers where they're saying we've sold 75 million. Like I can't remember what the number was. It was ridiculous. I was like, that is not possible. It's funny. There are times in, when you'll be sitting on a panel and there'll be like some newer agents on there. And it's like, wow, this person impressed me. Or, you know, like yeah. where there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um with new agents, it's a matter of just like listening to your gut, seeing how they compare when they're up on a panel with other agents. How do other agents respond to them? And then, you know, yeah, asking those questions, but then also realizing that they're going to be just as excited as you are. And they're they're probably just as nervous too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.